0: Everyone, welcome back to the Home to Self podcast. I'm so excited that you are joining me for another beautiful episode. Today on the show, I have Soul, who is a spiritual life coach. And I recently went on your podcast, Soul yours and Pat's, the Divinely Guided Podcast. And I shared that online as well. It was such a beautiful conversation with the two of you. And I've previously had Pat on the show as well. So for the listeners who haven't le- listened to that episode with Pat, highly recommend um, checking that out. She's a psychic medium. And I'm pretty sure you are as well. That's how you started. And I'll let you get into your story in just a moment. But yeah, I was just excited to have you on the podcast next because I feel like there's so much love and wisdom and just experience within you that I haven't really gotten to witness fully yet. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I was just excited to bring you on and share your story and share all of the wisdom that you have, not just about spirituality and, you know, like really just stepping into more of like your authentic expression, but also in the realm of entrepreneurship, because you know, that's a realm that's like so up and coming, especially for women and especially in the coach of in the space of coaching and whatnot. But it's still very new and it can be very scary to to embark on that journey for so many. And um, so I'm excited to hear more about that and what you've what you've come to understand in that in that world and how you can help us kind of step further into a life that just feels so exciting and like pleasure filled and full of you know, just our, what we want to do, which is so powerful. And I think the world really needs it. So thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you.
1: Mm, Thank you. I'm like blushing right now. I'm like, yes, I feel so seen. (laughs) Yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Mm, All right. So So, Let's start with your story, you know, straight, straight from the beginning, just to give us a little bit of context as to, like, who you are and how you got into this work. Um, mm. I like to tell, you know, I, I feel like most of us who are in the coaching space have entered this space through our own struggles and hardship and or maybe just passions and interests. Some people might have just come in through a really beautiful um, path like that. But what is your story, kind of a nutshell version of it? And what was the catalyst in your life that kind of sparked interest in all of this?
1: Mm, yeah, that's a beautiful question.
0: So my story really begins with,
1: I would say just like my family being raised here in New Orleans, where I'm, I'm actually at right now. And you know, my entire life I was raised Catholic. Um, I went to an all girl Catholic middle school and high school. And even before then I went to a Christian school. And yeah, it was like, that was my entire being was like this very religious upbringing, this very traditional upbringing. Spirituality was not something that I ever knew about, Um, which I think some people think because I live in New Orleans, that being a psychic was like something I knew from a young age, <laughs> because there's like that perception of like New Orleans and magic and While it's definitely a part of the culture, it wasn't a part of my upbringing. So it wasn't something that I even knew about, even though I was living in this like super magical city. But basically, I went to college and very quickly realized after like leaving my home and kind of being in my own space that there were just a lot of things that didn't actually resonate with me, like things that I had learned about the world, about religion, politics, um, just ways of like being brought up ways of interacting with other people that like very quickly I just realized I don't actually agree with a lot of the things that, you know, I, I was taught. And it's mm-hmm. nothing against my family, and my parents. I love them both very much. But it was just this understanding of like, I feel different. I don't feel like this is actually me. So for basically the entirety of my college career, I kind of went through this period of not really knowing what I believed in, Um, I knew I didn't identify as Catholic anymore. I wasn't sure if I identified as a Christian, if I actually believed in God and like what way I believed in God. And it wasn't really until 2020 when I was getting my master's in accountancy after getting my bachelor's as well in accounting that I started meditating and I started doing this because basically I was just going through like a mental health crisis. Like we kind of all were being, you know, in quarantine and just trying to have some kind of feeling of solid ground beneath me. And Mm -hmm. during one of my meditations one day, my grandmother who had passed away, visited me in my meditation and just started telling me all these things about my life and about how my life was gonna be so different than I thought and to stop doing things for other people and to really start thinking about what I wanted for myself. And that situation that experience completely catapulted me into my growth and my spiritual evolution. I bought my first ever deck of tarot cards, started kind of getting more into the spiritual realm, started offering psychic readings to people um, online on Etsy. That took off and I was really enjoying like that entrepreneurship space. But I had also actually agreed to uh, this job of being an accountant and I was at this point of really asking myself, you know, should I just not do it and just stay with like the psychic work that I love doing? And my dad was like, you know, I really think you should give it your, your all and just go for a year. And I sat with it and I was like, you know, I did get this degree. I did go through this experience. Let me just give it a year. And so I gave it a year and I became the most burnt out, uninspired, unmotivated, depressed, anxious, um, overweight, and just like unhappy that I think I had ever been. And I got to this point where even though I was still doing my psychic readings on the side, I had this choice where I was like, okay, I cannot continue to do both. I can't continue to be this accountant by day and then psychic by night. I want to see my business grow. This is what I'm actually passionate about. This job is getting in my way. And so in December of 2021, I just said, fuck it, it's time for me to go. And I put in my two weeks and yeah, I just haven't looked back since then. (laughs) Um, And how I kind of shifted from psychic work into coaching is kind of a different story. But yeah, basically, it was really that choice that just really brought me into the space of entrepreneurship full time, even though Mm -hmm. I had been an entrepreneur technically for two years at that point. It actually really took me up until I would say last year, middle of last year to really start understanding like, oh, wow, like I am an entrepreneur and I've been an entrepreneur, even though I had this full time job, like I was still showing up in that space. And that's something that deeply inspired me was like really not only knowing I had the freedom to choose, but like wanting to help other people understand that as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow, that's such a powerful story. And it's so it's so fun for me to like listen to other people's stories about how, you know, especially when you gave it a year and all of these things started to kind of feel like they were out of alignment and you could feel that so intensely. Sometimes we need to give ourselves the space to really like make sure it's it, it is or it's not the right decision. And it's so obvious when you're paying attention how the universe like will show you which one is and which one is not your path. Um, But I'm really inspired because, you know, a lot of people and I know myself as well, like I lingered in that beginning stage of knowing what I wanted to do, but not fully taking action for a long time. And what I've realized is that it comes back so much to self-trust and really just being willing to take that leap of faith and follow like for the people who do have some sense of like what it is they want to pursue next, there is still so much courage that is needed and self-trust to actually like take that step and go for it. And so I'm interested to hear like, you know, you, you, you're a coach for other um, entrepreneurs, especially women. And so what is your advice for people starting to trust themselves and starting to take that leap and take action? Because it can be so scary to do that, especially in a world that, you know, the society really teaches us to kind of choose logic over intuition and, and take the safer path and like, you know, the the safer, secure job and like not to do things like this. And so it can be really overwhelming to actually like take any action.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a good question. What's coming through is a couple different things. The first thing I would say is I didn't do it on my own. Like I Mm -hmm. only had at this point, Pat, who was the co-host of Divinely Guided, who was actually doing the same thing that I was doing in the sense of, you know, about a year prior to me quitting my job, she had quit her job. And I saw her as an inspiration at that time. And whenever I was doubting myself or, you know, really questioning if I could do this, just having that one person to call and be that reminder of like, no, you've got this meant everything to me. So I think the first thing is really surrounding yourself with like like minded people. So finding people who are also in that space of, you know, maybe I am working this, this corporate job or this part time job, but I do also have a dream. And I think being around other dreamers, it just really changes the energy that you start to carry, right? Because what you're surrounding yourself with is the energy that you're picking up on. And then that becomes the energy that you're embodying. So I feel like the first step is really going to find your community. Like, where do the people who, you know, you can see yourself in or people who inspire you, where are they? What are they doing? How are they showing up in the community? Get yourself into those spaces, because even if you're not monetizing your gifts yet, even if you're not even fully sure what you want to do, something that I recognized was discovering my purpose was really about experiencing so many different things and figuring out what I liked and figuring out what I didn't like. And it was such a fun process. Like I get to go into these spaces, seeing other people show up in their fullest self. And that activated me in my own way. So I wouldn't even want to start off by saying, don't feel like you have to do it on your own. And that's why I'm so passionate about coaching on this. It's because seeing my clients like before we started working together, it's like, were they making like steps towards their dreams and their goals and their ambitions? Yes. But like the rate at which they're actually able to see the results and get to where they want to go and also enjoy the process because they have a support system, that to me is just like the evidence that I, I see all the time is like the second they start stepping into these spaces, it's like, boom, they doubled their income. They're getting their dream opportunities. They're moving across the world. They're calling in their soul partnerships. And it's like, yeah, because you're allowing yourself to receive. You're allowing yourself to receive the support. And the thing is Mm -hmm. an entrepreneur, like, yes, like we have like our our sovereignty and yes, we're these individual beings, but like spirit is moving through you. It's not even you. Like it is, you are channeling something that's so much bigger than you and it's going to take more than you to bring it into this world. So call on your community. And Mm -hmm. the second thing I would say is just really start talking about what excites you Even if you don't have an offering, even if you don't know what exactly it is that you want to sell the world or how you want to monetize your gifts or, you know, what products or services feel good to share, like start with something like before I ever had an offering before I was ever a coach, like I was sharing my poetry online. I was talking about universal truths. I was talking about law of attraction and manifestation and just sharing what knowledge I did have showing up with what actually felt good at that time and allowing that to be enough. And then before I knew it, it was like the coaching offerings, the workshops, the events, the master classes that I wanted to do, they would just start coming through. But I think it's Mm -hmm. like we kind of go into this mentality of like, I have to run before I walk. And then that just leads to burnout. It leads to feeling like you're not doing enough. It leads to feeling like I'm um, like fucking everything up because I'm just like trying to push myself to be in a space that I'm not yet there for. And yeah, I think just giving yourself grace throughout the process of like, okay, like what can I actually start with right now? And it doesn't have to be the end result. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be like, this is my vision. And I know it's manifesting exactly this way, but just what's that small thing that you feel like you can share right here, right now? That feels good. And mm-hmm. lastly, just do it anyways. Like people ask me all the time, like, how do you overcome your fear? And the reality is like fear does not go away. Like I have this program called the Fearless Woman and Entrepreneur. <laughs> and I kind of regret using the word fearless because I'm not fearless. I have fear, but I move through it. Like I don't allow mm-hmm. it to to define me. I don't allow my fear to be a a, a dictator of whether or not I take that leap. And what I truly believe is fear is an indicator that we're going in the right direction. Obviously, there's fear of like life threatening fear that's like your body's like, hey, that's not safe. But a lot of the fear that we feel is just mental fear. It's not actually protecting us. And I think that leaning into your intuition, using that natural gift that we all have as like intuitive beings, especially women, we just have a more natural ability to tap into that um, it really helps you to start building that relationship with self. And I would test myself sometimes. Like one time I remember I got this like nudge, Hey, go to Starbucks and do your work from there. And I'm like, I can't do my work from Starbucks. I do tarot card readings. I have to record. Like it makes no sense. But spirit was like, do it anyways. And I was like, okay. So I packed up my cards. I ghosted at the coffee shop. I'm literally pulling out my Oracle cards. This girl leaves the line, she comes up to me and she's like, Oh my God, are you a psychic? And I'm like, yeah, I am. And she was like, I need you to do a reading for me. And I was like, okay. So I do this reading for her. Someone who recently who had passed away came through. I had no idea it was someone who had passed, but I was getting messages about this person. And she was just like, you have no idea how much that affected me. Like I needed to hear that. And then she gave me a hundred dollars. I, I wasn't even charging $100 for reading. Like that was the most I had made from a reading. But it was like, if I ignored that nudge, I wouldn't have had that experience. Like who knows how that changed that woman's life. So playing with your intuition, like really learning how to build that connection and trusting it. And then the more that you trust it, the stronger that it gets. So yeah, yeah I I could just keep going into this forever and ever. But yeah, that's really what I would say is your intuition building your community and showing up exactly as you can right now
0: without forcing things that aren't yet ready for you. Oh my gosh. There's so much in there, but I love it. What this is sparking is like, this is kind of a tangent, but I, okay. Trusting your intuition and, and like building self-trust through that has been like the biggest lesson for me because at the beginning it's like I wanted more self-trust and more self-confidence but it's like you have to build that like just like a relationship that you build trust in it's like you have to take a little step forward that you're scared to take you know and if it works out it builds that like lived experience that like lived proof that like you're building trust with yourself um but intuition is such an interesting thing at least for (laughs) me like I just I had an experience this weekend or like literally now this weekend um, where I have a bunch of friends going to this festival and, you know, normally I'd be like way down, like to go enjoy my life, especially in the summer. But for some reason I had this like gut feeling that I like shouldn't go and that I should stay home. And logically it made no sense. Like, literally when I look at it on paper, I'm like, there's no reason for me not to go do this. Like what's going on, you know, whatever. And I ended up like pushing through and being like, no, whatever. I'm just going to listen to it and stay here. But it's interesting afterwards, sometimes like your ego can still be there and still be roaring a little bit about the decision that you made. But it's it, it's like I've gotten to the point where I can't not trust the, my intuition because it's just I don't know, It's it's been a process for so long. And it's like, I I really believe that it always leads you in the right direction. But sometimes even after you take that intuitive nudge and like actually follow through with it, it can still sometimes feel off a little bit. But it's like, trust it and just keep going with it. Because this is a long term game. And especially in business, it's like, one thing will lead to the other. And we'd really just have to kind of get out of our own way. And you know, like you said, let, let that spirit work through us and guide us in that direction. And it it always leads to a good outcome that we just sometimes can't expect in the moment. hmm Oh my God, yes.
1: <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I can't, like, it's it's so funny to me. I've had so many experiences where people are like, why did you do that? And I'm like, because spirit asked me to. And I, it sounds like such a cliche spiritual thing. Spirit <laughs> asked me to do it? <laughs> yeah, like, are you psychic like me? <laughs> oh my God. But it's 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 so true though, because it's like, I think about, when I lived in Costa Rica for three months last year, when I picked up and left all of my friends in Houston and moved to Austin, when I picked up all my shit in Austin and decided to move back home to be here for my mom. It's like, uh, that wasn't me. It wasn't like, Soul was like, yeah, today I'm just going to pack up my shit. I'm going to leave all my friends. I'm going to leave this life that I've built for years and I'm just going to go do my own thing. Like I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, What are you doing to me, universe? What? it hasn't failed. Like it literally has not failed me. And even in the moment when I think it has failed me, I like have that experience of like giving it time and being patient with the process. And I'm like, oh, that's exactly what I needed. And the reality is it's like, there are going to be moments where we don't trust our intuition. And then we get smacked in the face and it's not to punish us. Like it's a learning lesson. We needed to learn whatever that was. That's fine. You move forward. But I've had so many experiences where it's like, I have just surrendered and trusted and I see the beauty that's come from that things that have happened in my life that I could not have planned for myself. And it's like, okay, like I surrender. And the big thing with trust too, is that requires our feminine to be really online. And we live in a hyper-masculine society where our trust is not within ourselves. It's on others. It's on what people tell us it's on the structures. It's on the foundations that are built for us instead of actually having the trust inside of ourselves. And that was a hard learning lesson for me. was like placing trust on the external versus the internal. And what that kept doing was creating a cycle where the things I thought I should trust would betray me, would, would not follow through, would not uh, like go through with their promises and it literally caused me to have to be like, okay, what can I trust myself? Like, that is the truth. Like, and this isn't saying being distrusting in the world, but it's like, who can you really trust at the end of the day if it's not you? Because we can only trust others as much as we trust ourselves. So you want intimacy in your relationships. If you want to feel like you have an actual bond with your partners, with your clients, with your friendships, like feeling like you can actually pick up the phone and call someone when you're having a hard time, like you have to be able to trust yourself because if you don't Mm -hmm. trust yourself, that's just gonna get reflected back to you. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I can resonate with like that feeling of like, oh, this feels weird and I don't understand it, but I'm just gonna do it anyway and trust that it's
0: gonna play out in the bigger picture. Absolutely. Yeah, I really think building that relationship with yourself and starting to trust your own feelings and your own like, Whatever, however spirit or your higher self, whatever resonates with you, like how that talks to you and communicates with you, like starting to trust that is it's tough, but it is so empowering because it like it creates a sense of safety is what I've noticed on the inside, because at the end of the day, like You can trust all these people and like you're even like the job that you have and the home that you have and all these things externally but like none of that is actually giving you security because it's none of it's actually yours and out and like in your control you know and so it's like life can always shift and it will and the only true security, as cliché as it sounds, is like that sense of safety within you that you have to cultivate. But it, when you do, it's like you're you're almost able to open up more to your relationships and like take bigger risks in your life because you know you always got your own back and you can come back to like your internal sense of safety, which is such a beautiful thing. And so it really is like at the center of like all of this work, whether it's business or or uh, relationships or health or whatever it is. It's like at the end of the day, if you cultivate that internal sense of safety and security and trust within yourself, like it makes everything so much easier. But what I want to, I want to touch on real quick too, is, you know, earlier you said it's not even me and like just kind of a channel, like spirits kind of just working through me. And, um, again, whether you want to call this higher self or spirit or whatever resonates with you, it's like there's some greater intelligence that's like kind of pushing you forward when you start to live in this way. But what I've noticed is that the thing that stops that from happening or, or feel as clear is usually our minds, right? Like our subconscious beliefs and like you know, unresolved trauma and like stuck emotions and things like this, but like the mind plays such a big role. And I think oftentimes the mind is actually a barrier, like a layer that gets in the way of that just flowing naturally. And so I'm interested, I know you talk a lot about mindset as well, and I'm interested to hear like maybe just your take on, on, on that in general, but also if you have any, um, like, do people, like, are there specific types of of blocks that you have noticed from working with so many people that come up specifically around this?
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Ah, it all comes back to love. Like, it really does. It all comes back to love. Do you deeply and completely love yourself? And I really feel like any block or limiting belief or stagnation that I've seen in a client like it all comes back to love somehow some way like oh I'm struggling to make money because my parents told me I had to work hard to make a living and it it comes from this lack of love for self or lack of love for money like this this battling relationship that we may have and something that I really advocate with my clients when it comes to getting out of these limiting beliefs is like really just understanding the root And a lot of what heals that limiting belief or that subconscious belief is just like returning back to love. Like, how can I deeply love myself right here, right now? There is a lot of fears around, you know, I'm not enough or I'm too much. I don't know enough or, you know, no one wants to work with me or I'm not special or I'm not unique or I'm not ready. And it all all comes back to loving yourself like loving yourself in the now. And I do work a lot in mindset. But what's really funny is I have really started to shift a lot more into embodiment to heal the mind. Mm -hmm. And literally yesterday, I had this group call with some of my ladies in FFE. And we went all into the nervous system and you know how the nervous system operates and the spiritual side of the nervous system and what it truly represents. And One thing that I thought was so interesting as we're talking about this is like, yes, our mind can send neurons to the parts of our body to tell them what to do, but our body also sends neurons to the mind to tell it what to do. So we actually have a way to change the mind without necessarily actually interacting with the mind. If we go into the body, if we can embody our emotions, if we can move Through what it is that we are feeling if we can like hold ourselves and literally be like okay like this is safety like I'm I'm establishing that sense of safety within myself taking deep breaths like doing the breath work EFT tapping that's a huge one for me like I've used that so much in reprogramming my own beliefs but literally it's honestly going through the body because when I started this 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 path I'm I will say there was a lot of journaling there was a lot of reflective work, a lot of like talk therapy. But as I've progressed more and more in my path, embodiment is really what has been like the juice of life for me. And, you know, I talk a lot about like living your most pleasurable life. And yes, there can be a sexual aspect to that, but it's literally just about enjoying the senses, enjoying the experiences that life has to offer. And we really only get to do that through the body. Like our body is the vessel That we chose to have this human experience through. We wouldn't be here without the body. And I think that sometimes we actually discredit our bodies and we forget the power that they hold, Um, especially because, as you know, like we live in a society where we're constantly judging and criticizing our bodies. We're constantly thinking of all the ways that we're not perfect or like that we are not as healthy as we should be or we don't look the way that we should. But the body is really the key to a lot of things. Um, There's this book, it's called like The Body Keeps Score. And it's about like trauma that we hold inside of our bodies Mm -hmm. and how that can literally affect the way that we perceive the world around us. So I think that the more we get in tune with our bodies, like actually having check-ins with ourselves where it's like, okay, how am I feeling? What's coming up for me? Being aware of that narrative and then being able to go into the body and to allow yourself to kind of nurture yourself through that process versus like that that very do 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 of like I have to fix this I have to fix this limiting belief like I have to change this it's like how can I actually love myself through this process because having compassion and having love is literally the only thing that's going to heal that is love there is no other thing that can heal the way that love can because it's unconditional like true love is unconditional mm-hmm. and that is the most healing vibration of the world like if you literally look at the spectrum of what love vibrates it is the highest vibration So I think if you're ever trying to get out of something or get through something, it's like, where is love missing? And that's Mm -hmm. something I really want people to feel is I want my clients to leave feeling like they are madly, deeply, irrevocably in love with themselves. And to some people that might sound egotistical. But I think that's just a wound. Like, why shouldn't we love ourselves more than anybody else? Like, why shouldn't we have like praise and worship for ourselves and all the amazing things that we're doing? Like, why can't we be our own biggest fans? Like, I just think that's so bullshit. <laughs> and part of the reason why these limiting beliefs exist is because we're told that we can't fully love ourselves and it's shameful to love ourselves. It's shameful to be proud of ourselves. Um, but I mean, to live a life of service, like and not get lost in the service, like you have to have that relationship with yourself. And that's something Mm -hmm. else I see a lot is people getting lost in serving of others where it's like, I have to give and give and give and give and it's never enough. But it's like, what if just being you was enough? What if you just showing up exactly as yourself was the medicine that changed the world? And the reality is that that's exactly what it is. Um, I have this Mm -hmm. quote on my Instagram. And it's like. I get paid extremely well just for being myself. And it's like, that's my mantra. And it's not because I'm like in it for the money. It's not because I'm in it because I'm trying to be famous and rich and all these things. But it's like really breaking down that belief that we have to be doing so much to receive the the wealth and the abundance to be taken care of. And something I'm really experimenting with right now is like, how is just being myself every single day enough? Living in the embodiment of like a true loving leader, a heart led leader, how is that enough for my clients? And yes, like giving wisdom and knowledge when it comes through and sharing that with them. But even that is just be being myself. It's just me channeling what my body wants to channel, like what
0: spirit wants to use me for. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I really love that. And there's so many pieces of that that resonate with me. I mean, doing it kind of your authentic way, especially in business is something that I've I'm still working through very much. And I think that, you know, there's so much to be said about that, but especially in today's day and age, I feel like authenticity is the one thing that's like so unique to you. And therefore like it is your, Direct key to success, whatever that means to you. And yet, it's also the scariest thing to embody when <laughs> we live in a world that teaches us the opposite and to like stay safe and fit in and, you know, do things like everyone else. But we'll touch on that in a second. Before we move on to that, I do want to ask you if you have any like practical tips or like practices that you use to. To step into your embodiment and like actually access the body to move through some of these limiting beliefs or fears that come up. Yeah. Mm,
1: Let me feel into this. Like Mm -hmm. living that embodiment of like, let me feel (laughs) into this. Yes. Yeah. Mm. I really feel like the first thing is having a conversation. So if you just spend five minutes every single day where you're closing your eyes you're placing your hands on your body and you're literally just going inwards and you're like, okay, body, what's going on? What are you feeling? And then can you pinpoint where that is in your body? So it's like, okay, let's just pretend. Like I'm tuning in right now, I'll actually do this in real time. Okay, right now I feel like a little bit in my stomach, like almost like this pressure. If I had to put a color to it, it's yellow. It's like this energy of stress. So I'm holding on to something. And then I'm going into this like understanding that it's related to something else. Um, It's this feeling of like, okay, there's these things going on around me that I can't control. So it's like, ooh, like there's a fear around not feeling in control and that's sitting in my stomach. And it's like that, right? And for some people, it may take longer. But because I have instilled this practice within myself where it's like I'm tuning in all the time to myself, I know what that feels like and I'm able to get that wisdom. And so then once you understand, okay, there's a fear of letting go, okay, how can like I surrender to that experience? How can I soften into that experience? And for me, maybe that's like wanting to do some movements where I'm really feeling in flow. So maybe some deep hip circles, maybe, you know, I'll do some stretches that really open up my stomach, really open up that space. So there's not so much constriction. Um, Because the reality is, is that emotions are just energy in motion. And when we don't let them move through us, if we don't allow them to be expressed, they get stuck in the body. So I really would just invite you, like, go through that exercise of pinpointing what is in your body. Can you give it details? Can you give it a sound, a texture, um, a sense, like anything to identify it? And then literally ask your body, is there a way that you would like this to move through me? And literally just see what happens. Maybe it is just sitting in stillness and taking breath and sending it down to that part of your body. Maybe you're someone like me who likes to get up and move around. Maybe it's like just like a gentle rocking back and forth, but it really is just getting connected to the body. And my other hack that I will share, I'm not a gatekeeper, is EFT tapping. Like, <laughs> if, you, if you take anything from this, like EFT tapping and then like just moving your body, like letting your body to express its emotions through movement are like the two things that I think
0: have quantumly shifted my entire life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm so glad you shared that. Yeah. EFT is EFT tapping is, um, very, very powerful. I've played around with it for a little bit. I'm not, I don't do it as like as, uh, as much as I would like to be honest, but I know it's very powerful and just, just getting into the body. I think that there's, you know, survival mode is really when we are in our heads about everything. And I lived in that mode for so long, like just chronically using my mind and logic and, you know, common sense, quote unquote, to navigate the world. And it's so overwhelming because you feel like you have to control everything and it disconnects you so much from your body. So I think so much of this process, and especially for the feminine, like coming back into bringing your awareness, like down away from your thoughts and down into your physical feeling body, which is also what sensuality is, you know, like actually getting all your senses on board, which also results in a more richer, like, exciting experience of life in general, not just, you know, in a sexual way, but also just as you move through life, if you're more engaged in the present moment, using your senses, everything becomes more colorful and more vibrant and more exciting. And so it's like, we can actually really use that in business. And I think that for the feminine, especially like that is such a different way to, to create a life for yourself. And so I'm interested to hear like more about the, like going deeper into that the masculine approach to entrepreneurship versus the feminine approach to entrepreneurship. Like what is the difference between those and why is it so beneficial for us as the feminine to, to take the route that is more biologically appropriate for us?
1: Mm, yeah, that's an amazing question. Let me, okay. How do I want to respond to this? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Mm. So the first thing I will say is actually i actually all these questions are so funny. I was literally talking about so much of this yesterday in my mastermind with my uh, fearless feminine entrepreneur ladies. But um, mm-hmm. so um something I will say is I do feel that in order to have a successful business or path as an entrepreneur, there does have to be a beautiful marriage of the masculine and feminine. We cannot operate in our fullness mm-hmm. without having that duality. But the reason Mm -hmm. why I am so focused on really stepping into the feminine when I am coaching uh, my clients is because they have only ever operated from the masculine. So we do live in a patriarchal society. You look at our world, right? Most men lead the world. They hold a lot of the wealth, the power. If we look at just the way that our capitalist society runs, right, we have this schedule of being a, a basically expected to do the same thing every single day doesn't matter what your energy is like doesn't matter what you feel like it's like you show up you do this job you get paid the same amount and that's it and Mm -hmm. what I noticed in my own journey was because I had been operating in the super masculine role basically my entire life I was like in survivor mode that I had to like completely surrender to the feminine like I had to for a momentary experience, forget about the masculine. And I had to just let myself fully feel the feminine. And it, yeah, it's kind of like this like extreme. Like I had to experience both of the extremes to then have the knowledge I needed to have this marriage within myself of the masculine and the feminine. And to be really transparent, I still feel like I'm still like getting back to like this like marriage space. Like I feel like I just got out of like this hyper feminine and I'm like marching my way back to the middle. But I have that awareness of that. And, you know, because I have that awareness and I know what both serve and how they serve me, I know how I can integrate that and how that can help uplift me. So when it comes to the feminine side of business, these are some of the things that I really, really emphasize um, actually in my six month program, but also just in general. One, following your intuition, using your intuition. So when you are in my space, like we are channeling like our offers. We are channeling, okay, what is it that wants to be birthed through me? Even like getting, you know, insights from spirit or God about who is my ideal client? Who am I here to serve? How am I meant to serve them? What is actually meant to be birthed through me at this now time? What is the bigger vision of my life? What is my mission? And I literally, you know, coach these women into opening up their psychic channels and getting that information because I truly believe that the most powerful way for you to receive that is through yourself. I don't want to tell you how to do your your job. I don't want to tell you how to show up in the world. I want to give you the tools so that you can discover that yourself. The second thing I will say is um, knowing how to reprogram and work with the body like so reprogramming your subconscious beliefs and a lot of this like i said has to do with love and that really is that feminine energy of like nurturing taking care of ourselves regulating our nervous system so really being in tune with your energetic state and understanding that it really does not serve to push and get into a dysregulated state because that is literally going to be reflected in your business I'm so, so passionate about like energy talks more than any messaging, marketing strategy ever will. Like if your energy is shit, if your energy is saying, I'm stressed, Mm -hmm. I'm grabby, I'm needy, like people are going to feel that even if they don't identify as spiritual or psychic, their bodies have the ability to feel that. So really focusing on the energy, like what does my energy actually look like right now? And do I have the capacity to take this on? Do I have the capacity to receive? That's another thing that we were talking about yesterday was like, The state of your nervous system is the state that you can receive, because when you are in a dysregulated state, you're literally telling the universe no more. I can't take any more. Don't give me more because I can't even handle what's already here. And really, last but not least, is just like your most authentic expression, like your creativity, like what is actually that embodiment of you? Like I'm very big on embodiment because it's like, are you actually living the embodiment of what you say that you are? So Mm -hmm. where is your creativity? Like, what is wanting to be birthed through you? And I really will always encourage anyone who's an entrepreneur, like, what are the things that you do that don't make you money? Like, where are those? Because if we just get so lost on this is going to make me money. And so this is what I have to focus all my energy towards. Like, you're completely disconnecting from the feminine. The feminine doesn't want to fit the box. The feminine doesn't want to be told what to do. The feminine just wants to flow. She just wants to express. She wants to create and she wants to nurture. She wants to be inspired. And if you're telling her these expectations of like, if you don't make me X amount of money, if you don't give me X amount of clients, she's going to completely shut down. And guess what? You're not going to be creative. You're not going to be inspired. People aren't going to be magnetized to you. They're not going to want to work with you because you're not actually operating in your magnetism. The feminine is responsible for our ability to pull things in without having to go after. So it's like if you're wanting to create more abundance without working so fucking hard, that's where the embodiment of the feminine really comes in. So Mm -hmm. those are kind of like my big things that I would really... suggest anyone to look into. There are things that there's so much knowledge about, like regulating your nervous system, reprogramming your beliefs, um, tapping into your intuition. So you can really deep dive into these. And there are topics that you should deep dive into. They're not shallow by any means. But I think if you spin area and those like three different sections or four, because unlocking your most authentic expression, you'll find that like the way that you orienting yourself in business, the way that people connect with you, the way that people interact
0: with you, the way that clients come to you, it's going to completely change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so powerful. I always know for me when I am trying to force something like force content creation or force an offer or force something like because I feel like I should. Mm And there's no creativity. Like creativity is completely stunted in that moment. And it's like the moment I let go and I take a bath or I do something that actually like either puts me into my body or that I'm inspired by, that's when the floodgates open. And I think that that is (laughs) such a beautiful difference between the masculine and the feminine. It's like the masculine can kind of like put their head down and create and kind of like get to a goal and execute but the feminine is like if you are not inspired or like lit up or whatever it is that you want to put out it's so much harder and it's also felt energetically by the people you're trying to you know speak to and so that's like something i have to keep coming back to it's like not operating from like scarcity and lack but like actually just tapping into like what is it that feels good for me in this moment and how can i share from that place that always mm-hmm. just like resonates so much deeper with people um And this kind of leads me to the point that we wanted to come back to about like kind of doing business your own way, you know, and like not being afraid to be your authentic self, especially in business where it's like the one place where, you know, especially nowadays, I mean, if you're not in the spiritual space, at least there's like there's all these business coaches and it's like they're very like strategic, very masculine containers for like step by step processes. And I got stuck in that world for so long. And I took in so so much information. And the last person that I ever asked about like, what would feel good for me is me. And of course, none of those paths really worked for me. And so, and I'm not saying like none of them have truth to them, but I think at the end of the day, it has to be that marriage that you said between the masculine and the feminine within your own experience. And we can't neglect like the feminine aspect of intuition and pleasure and creativity and flow. And so, yeah, I'd love for you to speak a little bit more on how to how to do business your way and actually trust your own authenticity to be, be the thing that you're like committed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: the biggest thing in all of this is self-discovery. If you Mm. want to do business your own way, you have to understand what is you versus what is other. So what is actually me versus what is what I think is me because I've been told that that is me. And (laughs) what I think is so beautiful to see is like when people do have that aha moment of like, oh, I don't want to fucking do this at all. Like this actually has no, like, I don't have any joy connected to this, but I just thought I was supposed to. And so like, this is what I was supposed to do. And this is how I was supposed to do it. And I've experienced that so many times in my business too, where it's like, you know, I see women showing up online or I see these mentors and you know, when I'm in like these low periods, it's like, oh, like I need to do what they're doing because that's the key to success. And then I keep always coming back to my truth of like, but that's not you. Like, that's not you. you got to listen to yourself. And I think any good mentor, any good coach or leader will always tell you, like, trust yourself. Like, yes, am I here to help you and guide you and like, bring you back to your truth if you forget? Most definitely and i call my clients out all the time like that's fucking bullshit and you know it like but you can feel when someone is just mm-hmm. like in their fear and they're like afraid to like fully own themselves versus when they're not but yeah what i would say is self discovery so some of the things that i would really recommend is like i said going into the community seeing what is out there seeing what actually inspires you like what spaces do you naturally get drawn towards and what pieces of of like you know, golden wisdom is there for you. So for me, something that I think is so funny is, you know, I started dancing when I was three years old. And I had danced for 15 years straight, and then kind of like let go of dancing. And then two years ago, when I went to my first ever spiritual retreat, I experienced ecstatic dance, which is basically like free flow dance, it's a no judgment space. And I completely fell in love with dance again. And then being back in New Orleans, I was asking around, like, do we have a static dance spaces? And they were like, no, we don't. And so I'm like, oh, I'm going to create one. And if I look at my my life, it makes so much sense because I've always loved dancing. Like when I got reconnected to dancing, it's like I felt that energy surge in my body. I felt like myself again. So of course, it's like me doing this static dance and creating this. It makes so much sense because it's like this was always a love of mine. So I think it's really about understanding what do you actually love to do? versus what do you think that you love to do and you'll feel the difference you'll understand it because your energy will start like depleting faster if it's not something that's fully aligned you'll start getting little nudges from the universe maybe everything feels really sticky or it just feels like you're constantly heading a cog in the wheel you'll know like you will really know if something is for you or it isn't so that's the first thing and then the second thing is really holding yourself to your old your own standards so if you're like, I want to be authentic, I want to do the things that feel good to me, you have to keep yourself in check. So, you know, are you taking that time to slow down and really ask yourself, what's in alignment for me right now? What's feeling really good? What's not feeling really good? And, you know, you were sharing about, you know, wanting to create content, and like posting, even though like you think that you shouldn't or like, feel like you should, um, but don't feel like it. And that's something I experienced a lot. And it's so funny because right now I'm actually interviewing for VAs and social media managers because I'm like, I want someone else to help me with this. I don't want to feel like I'm forcing myself to do it even when it doesn't feel aligned. So how do I do that? I like, you know, I find people who can help me in that, in that way. So I think it's also Mm -hmm. about understanding, okay, if this doesn't feel good, how am I going to keep myself accountable to not forcing myself through that? And once again, we go back to love, like loving yourself. Because when you really love yourself, when you really care about yourself, you're not going to make yourself do things that you don't want to do. You're going to listen to yourself and say, you know what? I have so much honor for you. I value you so much and your wisdom and your insight. And I hear you. I hear this doesn't feel good. So what does feel good? What would feel good to you? And honoring that. And the Mm -hmm. reality is you're never going to get it perfectly. You're never going to have a business that is the absolute reflection of who you are. There's always going to be new things that you're discovering about yourself. There's always going to be things that you do. And then like right after you finish doing them, you're like, God, I could have done this better. Oh, I could have said this word or I could have done this photo or whatever it may be. And loving yourself through the imperfection. So, you know, if you want to have a business that you fully enjoy, that is something that brings you life force and just makes you feel fulfilled, it's like loving the imperfection because it will never be perfect and if you are Mm -hmm. striving for perfection you are just going to not actually enjoy the experience at all and then probably not want to be an entrepreneur anymore because then it's not fulfilling the whole point of entrepreneurship is to give yourself full freedom to like literally say I'm gonna do what the fuck I want and no one else can tell me So if you're going to then do that back to yourself, like tell yourself, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. Then what's the
0: difference between being an entrepreneur and working for somebody else? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautifully said. And I love the piece on self-discovery because it's so hard to know Like when we speak about authenticity, it's like that that's a word that gets thrown around a lot and and everyone kind of wants it. But it's like a lot of people just don't know who they are. And I know for myself, I mean, it's an ever evolving process. You know, we're always changing. But again, if you're coming from a especially a childhood and like you grew up, you know, wanting to fit in and feeling like just hypervigilant and and not wanting to rock the boat. It's like we never took the time to actually discover who we are individually. And so then when it comes to business, it's really hard to even know, like, I don't know what I want. I don't know who I am. And that's where the self-discovery piece is so vital, because if you go out and actually figure that out through trial and error and connecting to your body to see what is actually feeling good and where does it not you can start to really gather a lot of data to understand more about who you are uniquely and use that as your path forward, which is so beautiful. And, um, I wanted to kind of touch back on a little piece about just getting started, because I think that, you know, getting started in, in like, if you have an idea or a passion or something that you're like this, actually, I really enjoy doing this, but like even taking the first steps is, is usually the hardest. And so What are your thoughts on how to take those first steps? Because for me, I was like, so tunnel visioned on like, I want to do this online so that I can work remote and like have my freedom and travel and whatnot. But I Mm -hmm. blocked myself. I didn't actually ask my body about that. That was like a mental thought. And it's like, I still agree to that. I still want that to some degree, but I feel like I blocked myself off from entering the community at all. And and not until like this past year did i realize how much i was missing that and wanting that and so yeah it's just like there's so many approaches to to entrepreneurship these days especially in the coaching space and so how do you find the balance there and how yeah what what's your approach been or at least guiding women through that like just getting started <laughs> yeah
1: I feel like with this question, every person is going to be different. And I think it really just depends on where you are in your journey. There mm-hmm. are some women who I've connected with who have been sitting on ideas for so long that it's not that they don't know what they want to do, that it's just they're scared. And so in that situation, what my focus would be, and what my advice would be, is really becoming friends with your fears. Like doing some shadow work and really seeing what shadow aspects around those fears are telling you that you can't or that you shouldn't or that it's not safe for you to do so. Um, But I've also had women who like have this understanding that this traditional lifestyle doesn't work for them, but they don't actually know what it is that they want to do. And that's really where like the self-discovery piece would really be the, the initial next step. I wouldn't advise someone in that space to just be like, let me just start randomly selling some shit mm-hmm. online and see like what sticks like, you know, that would be a space of like, okay, well, like, that's really good to know you. Let's like really start like reconnecting with yourself. And, you know, taking yourself out on dates, um, having like journal prompts or journal activities where you're like asking yourself these deep, intimate questions. Tuning into your body and releasing really what do I like versus what I don't? What actually makes me feel light up and inspired when I'm connecting? So I think it really just depends on where you are at in your journey. But if you are someone who is like, I really know what I want to do and I just feel overwhelmed and I just feel like I, I don't know where to start. It's like, okay, what is the most alive for you right now? Like tune in. What is the most alive for you right now? And let that be it. Like, just let that be it. Because what I find is that we get so lost in all the shit that doesn't actually matter, like the website, the branding, like the, you know, like the, but I have to have the perfect Instagram bio. And oh, do I I have to have a podcast and a YouTube and a this and a that. And, you know, me and I had a podcast for two years, we just started our YouTube channel last week. You know, it's like, I've been an entrepreneur for three years. I didn't have a website until like a year and a half into it. So there's so many things that you will eventually get to, but they're not the thing that you need to be focusing on right now. So if like you're mm-hmm. an artist and you're like, God, what's most alive for me right now is I, I actually just want to start painting my dogs. Like I just love my dogs. I think they're amazing. I just I just want to paint my dogs. Okay, so do that. Do that. And you'll be surprised that maybe you like post them on Instagram just for fun. And then someone's like, I love that painting. I want to buy it. And it's like, oh, okay, there's something here. Let me follow that. Like the universe will literally guide you. All you got to do is show up and and just do something. Like just that one thing, that most alive thing. So if mm-hmm. you can take five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and just close your eyes, go into your heart space. Like I like to actually like show my, my clients, like we envision them walking down a staircase from their minds and into their hearts getting there, opening up the door. And it's like, okay, what's in there? What is most alive for you right now? What is wanting to come forward? And seeing it, feeling it, experiencing it, however that wisdom comes through and trusting it and starting there. And there is this motto that I'm really living by right now. And it's like, what is the thing that's right in front of me? Instead of focusing on the thing that's five years from now, three years from now, a year from now, what is the thing that's literally sitting right in front of me? Because that is where your attention will be most served. Not on the thing that's so distant and far away and you're like feeling like you're grasping at thin air, but it's like the thing that's literally here for you right now. And if you allow yourself to go after that, the next step will literally just appear. And then the next and the next. And then before you realize it, like you hit that goal without necessarily even trying, it just happened because you were living Mm -hmm. in alignment and you were following the nudges. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Yes, absolutely. I cannot agree more. It's literally just one step after the next. And it's like, it's such a unique process for everyone that, you know, a lot of this work is like coming home to yourself and trusting yourself and love and self-love and these different things, because it'll guide you towards that next step. And as long as the fear doesn't hold you back, one thing reveals itself after the next. But just last question before we move on to the rapid fire questions. And I guess this is, I'm just interested personally in, um, You know, social media is – it seems to me a lot of times I'm like this is the only way to like get clients online. But I'm like is that actually true or have I just not seen another way of doing it? And so my question for you is um, because I feel like you're you're not super, super active on – at least not on Instagram, right? And so do you – what – yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Is there a different approach for people who are like, I don't know, social media just doesn't really – catch my attention that much it's like i have a love-hate relationship with it for sure i love sharing my life on there but at other times i'm like i'm doing it because i think i have to because the i feel like that's how i have to get my clients out there but but yeah it's like do we do we actually or what is, what's another approach i guess you could take mm, yeah the
1: first thing i will say is you actually follow my personal account i have a work account it's very active okay. so i am very much in got the social it space But what I will say is that, no, you do not have to go through the social route to get clients. But I will say for you, it's like, okay, where is the people? Like, once again, where are the people? Mm. Where is your ideal client at? So if they're not on social media, are they going to local events? Are they into music? Like, are they going to art studios? I think it's really just about asking yourself, like, where is my ideal client? Where are they at? And how do I plug myself into that space? So maybe you are someone who's like, I go to networking events. Maybe you're someone that's like, you know, I'm going to be part of this like group chat that exists with like other conscious people. Like right now I just moved to New Orleans and one of my friends added me to this like conscious New Orleans telegram and there's like 300 people in it. And it's like, I'm already making waves in the community and starting this aesthetic dance simply because it's like, it all started from this group chat. And from there, it's like, I host this, a static dance, who knows, maybe people follow me on my Instagram, one person out of that community of people is like, I actually want to work with you. So it doesn't always have to happen that way. But what mm-hmm. I will say, and what I truly believe in, and this doesn't actually come from me, this came from someone else is, there's this quote of like, you know, everything always has to come back to the source. So if you are putting something out into the world, so if you're just like, okay, like me, I show up on social media, and you know, I'm posting and I'm talking and whatever, I may not get that client through social media, but I will get that client, because I'm showing up, and I'm putting myself out there. So I think it's really about trusting that, like, as long as you are showing up in some way, if you are communicating in some way, if you're like, fuck social media, but I want like an email list where I'm like sending out all of my juicy, yummy wisdom to all of these people in my email, or it's like, i don't like instagram but i love youtube and i just want to do youtube videos like i think Mm -hmm. it's really just about understanding that whatever you put out will come back and just honoring what actually feels good to you because what feels good to you is going to feel good to your dream client your soulmate client the person that you are literally designed to help so the more you listen to yourself and actually do what you want the better your business will be one of my mentors she's like you know what's good for your business going on a fucking vacation, living your goddamn life, spending time with the people you love, getting off Instagram, like, that's what's good for fucking business, because that's what inspires you. That's what gives you what you need to show up fully, like to really just be fully expressed and having that time to discover yourself even more. When I went to Costa Rica last year for three months, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing there. I just knew I was supposed to be there. And my intention was not like, I'm going to, you know, discover all these insights about my business and I'm going to understand what I'm supposed to do as a coach. But that's what happened because I was learning more about myself. I was surrounding myself with the things that inspired me. And through that inspiration came all of the knowledge and the wisdom and the offerings. So Mm -hmm. I think it's really just about trusting where you're being led, trusting where you're being called to, what spaces you're being called into, and just knowing that it's all going to come back to you.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. And even with social media, it's like it really just is a tool. And sometimes where there is resistance, it's like, can we look at like where that resistance is coming from? And, you know, and using the tool in a way that feels good for you is also an option, you know, and there's so many different approaches. So, yeah, I go back and forth. I mean, for me, starting this podcast was one way for me to find a platform that i actually really enjoy, you know, when in those moments mm-hmm. where i'm like instagram's kind of just like not what's calling me, it's like this is this is the platform that i that i come back to. and so yeah, there's so many different ways to go about that, but i think at the end of the day, the the underlying thread is like finding what works for you and what feels good in your own body and for your own process and that's that's just part of part of entrepreneurship at least doing it in an authentic ways taking the time to discover what that means to you, um, and trusting yourself in that regard. So thank you so much for sharing all that wisdom with us. And before we hop off, I have a few rapid fire questions that I'd love to ask you. Ooh. Okay. I'm here for it. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So one, the first question is what's one of the most important lessons that you've learned along the way about any, anything Mm -hmm. that comes up? God, the most important lesson that I have learned along the way,
1: Jesus Christ. What's coming from is them. like <laughs> heal, healing my codependency, like really mm. understanding that attaching to things outside of me was the biggest thing that was holding myself back. So healing the wounds of codependency has been like one of the biggest lessons I've ever learned. Oh, that's really powerful.
0: What are some like top three health, wellness, spiritual practices that you, that you do consistently that you really love?
1: Mm. EFT tapping. Um, embodiment like sensual movement Um, and more recently mirror work like so looking Mm -hmm. at myself in the mirror having conversations with myself telling myself affirmations those have been like really powerful for me recently
0: yeah mirror work is I swear by mirror work it's so powerful and it seems so simple but like until you've tried it yeah it's Ooh, so intimate it brings up all <laughs> things yeah for yeah. sure it's like we rarely sit there and it's like just there's something really freaking powerful too about just like looking yourself in the eyes for like more than like 10 seconds because it's like such an access into your soul that like you never really look at because whenever we look in the mirror we're usually looking at like oh what does my hair look like or my body or this or that or you know this outfit but it's like To actually just look directly into your soul. Like eye gaze with yourself is like such a trip, but it's so powerful. It's like such a spiritual practice for sure. Um, Most definitely. Okay. (laughs) Who have been some of your greatest teachers or mentors?
1: Hmm.
0: Pat, which
1: is my best friend. She has definitely Mm -hmm. been one for me. Um, My mentor, Regina. And gosh, who else? This woman named uh, Yarik Ferrado, she started this movement called Unleash Movement. And basically, Mm -hmm. it's a three-day sober festival where people come to dance and discover themselves through, like, just full embodiment of who they are. And it's, like, a very authentic, raw, real space. Um, Her story is just incredible. Um, I'm not going to go deep into it, but she's like, literally created a movement just from, like, the fire of her heart. And when I think about what I want my life to look like in like 10 years from now, it's like, yes, I want a movement where people come and shake their ass and they're not high. They're not on drugs. Like they're literally just high off life and everybody is loving themselves and loving each other. And it's just, yeah, it's it's so much fun to, to go to those retreats. I've been to two. I will literally be going to the third one this year. So, yeah, she is one of my favorite people in this world. Where are the retreats normally at? Um, so they're basically uh, different uh, locations every time. I hmm. went to the one first time in Miami last year, then a second one in Austin last year, and then the one this year is going to be in California.
0: Ooh, that sounds really fun. Might have to get your get that info from you. That sounds awesome. Yes, definitely do it. All right, it's worth it. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds really fun. It's just. Uh... The community aspect of healing, like I don't want to go on a whole nother tangent, but it's like it's a piece that I like just withheld from myself for so long thinking that like all the healing had to happen in isolation. And it's like some of it might for sure, like there's a sacred part to that process too, but it's like the amount that can happen when you're just like in the right community and having fun is like, it's like direct source to pleasure and like spirit, so just an encouragement for anyone listening, like go, go do things that light you up. It's like, it's such, it's such medicine that is so underrated. Yeah. Okay. Um, two more questions, a book or, or podcast, whatever is coming up for you that you'd like to share about this work that people can dive into. Mm, I would start with the untethered soul. That's an Mm -hmm. amazing book. Such a good read. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, the last question This podcast is called home to self. And, you know, we talked about your on your podcast, how like that has like so many different meanings and there's so much to that. But what does coming home to yourself mean to you? Mm. Being deeply
1: and madly in love with myself. (laughs) Like, I think to really be at home with yourself, to feel at home with yourself, you have to love yourself, right? Like, would you feel at home in a space that you absolutely hated? No, you would not. You would feel like a foreign entity. You would feel like this mm-hmm. dissonance with the environment that you're in. But when you love yourself, like you feel at home within yourself because it feels good to be there. It feels safe there. It feels like you're connected. And I think that really is just about. loving yourself. So, yeah, like showing up with love and compassion towards yourself, even when it's hard, even when you think that you don't deserve it. It's just like how can I show up with
0: love? Mm-hmm. Beautifully said. I could not agree more. So thank you so much. Please tell the listeners how they can connect with you or work with you if they're interested in in deepening that relationship with you. Yeah. So
1: if you would like to connect with me, I am soul sol underscore embodied, both on Instagram, on TikTok, um, on YouTube. Uh, the best way I would say to get connected with me would be Instagram just because I feel like there is just more of like a, a presence of community there. Um, mm-hmm. All of my offerings are listed on my website, which are listed in um, my link in my bio. But if you have any questions, like if you're just like curious about what that space would look like, just send me a DM. I do have two spots currently open for one-on-one coaching if that's something that calls your name. And if you're looking for something maybe a little bit more introductory. I have like masterclasses that are pre recorded, other offerings that are pre recorded. So, yeah, just come and say hello. Like, I'm someone where it's like I would rather have a conversation with you first just to hear about who you are, what you're going through. And I'm a very big believer that, you know, I want to know what you need because I may not actually be the best person to work with. So, if I know someone who is way more aligned for you and your needs, then I'm going to send you in the direction of those people and like turn you into like their community. And yeah, so someone underscore embodied on Instagram is really the best way. And just come and say hello. It's a really cool place to be. There's some edgy stuff on there. There's some really authentic stuff on there. Like, I feel like I really pour my heart out into that space. So yeah, if you want to see like the more vulnerable pieces of me, and, you know, obviously, I was very open and vulnerable in this podcast. But I think there's something really cool about just having a
0: platform where you get to just show all aspects of yourself. Absolutely. And I'm excited to go follow that account. I can't believe I haven't been following that one. I'm like, what
1: it's is going okay. on? Yeah. When you messaged me on the other one, I was like, I hope she knows this is really not the account that I show up
0: on. <laughs> I was like, where is this girl showing up? I don't understand. But I do, I have met so many people that like, don't go the social media route and it totally works mm-hmm. for them too. Like there's yeah. infinite ways of going about business. And that's, what's really interesting to me. Cause I know some people are not as keen to it. Um, but Thank you so much for everything you've shared. You are an incredible embodiment of this work. Like I realize why that word resonates so much with your work because I I do really feel that from people and like energy is something you can't fake. And so I'm really grateful (laughs) that you came on here and took the time to share all your wisdom and and love. And I'm sure there's so much more we could get into. Maybe we'll have to do a part two sometime, but thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate Mm you.
1: Thank you. And thank you for coming on our podcast as well. Like hearing your wisdom about health and mindset. Like, obviously I already talked about this. That was also a huge part of my burden. Like my journey (laughs) was reconnecting to my body and loving my body again. So I think there's like actually so much overlap between what you and I do in like very different ways and also very similar ways. So yeah, it's so cool to just like share a space with a like-minded sister. And to anyone that's listening, like I really hope that whatever you took from this episode, just, just like love yourself and that, me and Lily both are rooting for you like if you are especially trying to like make your dreams a reality like we are here in your corner cheering you on we are both living examples that this is fucking possible you can do this but thank you so much for the space to just express and be I can feel like your genuineness and your authenticity and that really just makes it feel so good to share mine with you so thank you for shining your unique light for showing up and for taking the steps and yeah, I know that this is not the end. So until next time,
0: (laughs) until next time, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. We love you and we hope you have a beautiful rest of your day.